This is a Career Channel program from UC San Diego Extension. Visit us at uctv.tv slash careers for videos, employment news, and trend articles to help recent college graduates and those in career transition bridge to better employment. Welcome to this segment of Job One. We're thrilled to have you with us, and we're doing a, taking a little different approach today. We've got Laura Cohen, who is in charge of communications for the San Diego Workforce Partnership. And full disclosure, I happen to be chair of the board this year for the Workforce Partnership. And one of my concerns is that it's the best kept secret in town. And there are lots of, lots of support and assets that can be put to, to work for people who are in the job search or need job training or want to be aware about issues that are facing San Diego and the whole job area. So Laura is here to explain what San Diego Workforce Partnership does here in San Diego County and how students can use it, how employers can use it, how any job seeker at any level can use the San Diego Workforce Partnership. So first tell us the background of why the San Diego Workforce Partnership is here and what its purpose is. Sure. So the Workforce Partnership is um, the Workforce Development Board for the San Diego County. And actually, there are Workforce Development Boards for each part uh, of the United States of America. Um, our leaders 40 years ago were really smart. And they, Good. Uh, that yeah, helps. That helps. And they decided um, to pool the funding that both the county and the city of San Diego receive from the federal government for workforce development and create the nonprofit organization, San Diego Workforce Partnership. And um, the reason that was smart, a couple of reasons. One is that um, with this larger pool of money, we can be more flexible and creative and, um, uh, and also aligned in how we serve the community across San Diego County. And also as a nonprofit organization, um, instead of city and government, which it does in most um, communities, uh, we we're able to um, seek outside funding, work more closely with governments across the region, and um, be a little more nimble than a typical workforce development organization. So the key uh, program is people who are looking for work and need uh, work readiness training and making that match with the employer. So first, let's talk about how do, how do job applicants use the partnership, and then we'll talk about how employers can use it. Sure. So if uh, someone in San Diego County is needing a job, they're currently unemployed, or if they're in a job that um, isn't working out for them, that maybe the salary's too low, or they have a career that they'd like to switch into, they'd like to move up somehow, they can come to us. We run community-based career centers, um, so they can come into one of our career centers and um, get services that are really pretty similar to career centers people may be familiar with um, at universities mm -hmm. or at colleges. So there are workshops on how to build a good resume, how to do a good interview, how to write um, good thank you notes or correspond with potential em employers. Um, and other other skills that people need to help them navigate into a job that they want. We also have funding and support to help people get into training programs that um, are especially good for people who are wanting to switch careers or get into a career that they're not currently in. Um, and so we're really um, able to help them out with that transition as well. And, if, and then finally, one more thing is job search support. So um, there are career counselors for um who coach people on, given what their goals are, 
um, help them identify good job opportunities and, and um, move through the process to apply for those jobs. One of my frustrations when um, job seekers come to me and I say, what kind of work are you looking for? And they go, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I want to do. That's part of my problem. I'm lost in the morass of jobs because I don't know what I want to do. Are there support for those sort of things, strength finders or, or tests that I can take that can give me some guidance? There are. There are a couple of main ways that we help people out with that uncertainty about where to go next. Um, one is that we um, are partners with a, a great organization called MZ to provide um, a tool called Career Coach. And Career Coach um, is similar to StrengthsFinder. It helps identify a person's strengths, interests, and values. Mm-hmm. And then, um, powerfully, it then shows them some job opportunities that are aligned with those that they might pursue in San Diego region. So current job opportunities right now that align with those. So that's a great um, asset. And then the other thing that we do is we do research on San Diego's labor market to identify what are the most in-demand jobs, highest growth jobs, the places where we expect not only are there jobs now, but there will be jobs into the future, jobs that pay well, um, that are good quality jobs. Um, And so we can help guide people that way too, so that they don't unintentionally get themselves into a job or career that may become obsolete soon, that maybe, um, you know, that is on the way to being replaced by robotics or being outsourced to other countries. Right. We, want, we want people to move into jobs that are here and growing. And before we forget, there's no fees. There are no fees. That's right. Which yeah. is it's great. It's a free resource. I mean, if, you're, if you're at the $12, $14, $18 an hour, there's, this isn't and we need $1,000 from you. All of these services are free. That's right. Um, tell us about, a little bit about the job boards, because you were talking about different career paths. Yeah. It's a great idea, and they're in how many schools and how many job boards are out there now? Yeah, they're, we call them our priority sector boards. So they highlight the um, economic sectors that we've identified as the most important to San Diego's economy, and as I was saying before, most likely to grow, um, and also provide wages that are uh, wages and jobs that are good for supporting a family and what, what give us the three or four areas that are mm-hmm. most so, um, available life, for growth yeah life sciences okay. um, one of our big ones here in san diego health and uh, medical sciences of course that's uh, growing due to the demographic situation here and across the country we are all aging aren't yes we, we yes. are <laughs> um, clean energy and clean tech is one advanced manufacturing or tourism. Tourism is, is a big sector for us. It's not identified as a priority sector, but well, it is a huge we employer. We may have to change that, huh? <laughs> we just got a we new may. priority sector. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of the tourism industry because it's a great entry-level industry. You don't need a college degree. High school is fine or even not high school, but you can come in at a level that you're capable. There's high turnover, so there's growth opportunities and teaches fabulous customer service, all strengths that you need. So maybe you're in, in tourism for a year or two years, and then you burst out into some other field. So a big fan of, of tourism. Yeah, the other thing you do very well is um, symposiums and, and put on programs. So tell us a little bit about what the partnership does. In fact, tell us about the one last week that was very well done. I will. Um, yeah, one of the main things that we uh, do for the community is bring people together around issues of importance to our community, to our economy. Uh, and last week we held uh, one that was new for us. We called it the Workforce Frontiers Symposium. 
a bit of a mouthful, but each word is important. So obviously it's about the workforce. That's who we are. Um, we, it's a symposium because we were bringing people together. The frontiers part, though, was the part that I think really brought it alive. So we wanted to um, share with our community some of the places where our workforce board, our workforce development organization, is really out on the front edge um, compared to others nationwide on some big, hot issues that we think are very promising for the future. What, and give us the two or three topics that you covered last week, because they they're all very different, but all very timely. Yeah. So we invited um, Elizabeth Gonzalez from, she's a portfolio director at the Irvine Foundation. She shared how the Irvine Foundation has identified workforce development, specifically, um, they call it better careers, jobs that pay $18 per hour or more, um, maximizing the number of those and also people's access to those jobs across and that, California. And that 18 goal is because it's, it's research has shown that's a livable wage that's in right. San Diego County. So that's, that's how we sort of hung our hat on that goal. And, and she, the, the foundation, spoke to people across California in arriving at that goal, so it was really helpful for all of us to hear about the process they went through and how, of all the things the Irvine Foundation can and does do for this state, they've really zeroed in on workforce development um, as their target. So it was great to have her lead things off. We also um, heard from my colleague Andy Hall about income sharing agreements. It's a new way to pay for training and education that is just getting started around the country. Tell us a little bit about it. So, yeah, because it's a new it's a new concept and it it's very interesting, but it could be very controversial too. It is. Uh, we hope to do it in a way that won't be controversial. Uh, so income sharing agreements, so typically students who want to get education or training, they either pay for it out of pocket if they're um, able to do so, or they take out a loan. And all of us know people who are really swimming in student loan debt. People carry it for... Into their 30s and 40s still paying off school debt. Absolutely. And um, you can't even declare bankruptcy to get out from under it. It stays with you for a long time. So um, it's considered a crisis in this country for good reason. People can, suppose you go to a college and you are there for freshman year, maybe half a sophomore year, and then you drop out for whatever reason, you still have that debt. You don't have the credential or the degree that is going to help employers um, uh, hire you. So your income level didn't go up at all because you have no new skills, and now you have $20,000 in college loans. Exactly. And that's a really, it's sort of the worst case scenario in many ways. And uh, so that's just one example of, of why people are struggling so much with this debt that's accumulating across the country. Income sharing agreements are a different approach. So in this, in this model, you as a student commit a percent of your future income um, and a third party or the college or training provider themselves cover the costs of the training up front in exchange for that commitment. The reason that um, we prefer it to debt is that, for one thing, if you are not employed or if you're employed in a low-paying job um, following the training or education, then you pay nothing. We can set a minimum income threshold. So Until you get up to that Until level. you get up to that level. We also will cap it in terms of the um, number of payments you have to make and the amount of time that you're under the obligation. So 
unlike loans, it won't be saddled with you forever and ever and ever. You can you can always see a horizon at the um, at the end where you know you'll be out from under the obligation. So the cool thing about the if if the training didn't work, if it didn't get you into a high enough paying job, then you don't pay. It aligns the incentives in the right place. Now the trainer or education provider is really invested in your success because if you don't. Um, get a good job afterwards, then you won't be um, paying into this income sharing agreement. So it's and as, uh, I, as I pay mine back, it goes back into the fund and supports other people to go forward. The right? way that, that's the way we're planning it. It's not the way all of them work. Some of them would repay to investors, but we're planning to deploy it in a way where it, yeah, payments back into uh, payments against the income sharing agreements would go into a fund that would then. Um, fund, those funds would then be available to other people seeking training. So, so, it'll so it's be very a, similar to a micro fund. business where people get $50 or $250 to start a business. They pay it back, and that puts money back into the fund for the next people to, to borrow it out. Yes, in that sense it is. The only difference is that in that example, microloans are a, a debt that the person is carrying, and with income-sharing agreements, it's, it's just a commitment of a future income. And it's a fixed percent of your future income. So, Phil, if you went and got training and you landed a, a very lucrative job, you'd be paying a higher amount up to the cap that we've already agreed to, whereas if someone um, were paying less, then the percent of income mm-hmm. that they're paying in would amount to fewer dollars. So it's progressive in that way. The more successful people end up paying more back to the fund. Yeah. And the third topic was um, quality child care. Right? Was, we don't call it daycare anymore, right? We call it quality child care. Did I get that right? You did, but that's just half of the equation. So it was about two-generation solutions. So um, the point of two-gen, which is work that I'm doing at the partnership, is that when we have parents who are job seekers, it, if they have young children, they have to have child care in order to work. But our system, the workforce development system, hasn't been helping them with that need at all. And at the same time, there's a child care system that helps parents find and pay for child care, and they don't have much to do with workforce development. So we're, we've been getting together to put these systems that, from a parent perspective, they are 100% intertwined, mm-hmm. um, but for uh, the, the systems haven't been behaving that way. So the idea is to put it in regular terms that in the future, in the near future, when you come into one of our career centers or participate in one of our um, youth employment programs, if you're a parent of young children, we're going to work with our child care partners to make sure that you have good quality child care alongside the job or the training that we're helping you to get. And you may need help with transportation. I mean, there's, there's along with quality child care, um, it's a real support system to get people back out in the job market and standing on their feet again and, and able to to earn their own living. Let's talk about some future programs that are coming up that the, the viewers can look forward to. Yeah. So uh, one of our signal events, we've held it twice now, we're looking forward to another one this spring, is the Opportunity Summit. So the Opportunity Summit um, brings together young people, um, 16 to 24-year-olds, as well as people who work with youth um, or young adults that age, because what we all want to do is prevent youth disconnection. Um, So youth disconnection is a young person, 16 to 24, who is neither working nor in school. 
And, and there's a lot of these students. There Tell are. us how many there are in San Diego County. So as of 2016, which is the latest year for which we have data, it was 41,016 to 24-year-olds in our region were in that state of disconnection. Not working and not in school. Exactly. Which we call is, them opportunity youth because there's a lot of potential <laughs> tied up in those young There's a lot of opportunity for them. Yes, there's a lot of opportunity for them. And there's, there are a lot of things that our systems do to that tip people into that, into that state of, of neither working nor in school. And so we're trying to look for ways that we can support young people to not get disconnected in the first place or reconnect quickly with school or work if they do become dis, um, disconnected, but also ways that we can change our system so that we have fewer risks for people getting disconnected in the first place. So we had um, more than 750 people at our Opportunity Sellout, Summit right? last year. We're going to keep it the same size, but we're going to keep making it better. And young people are a really essential part of that event. They provide both perspective um, and uh, since we're trying to do things better for them, we want their voices to be heard um, as part of the Opportunity Summit. So uh, they, they were great. People who reported to us after the event last year said that their presence and their contributions were part of the best part of the event for them. And then there's a African-American Youth Summit. Tell us about that one. Yeah, so a great thing we've been doing with San Diego Unified and the San Diego Community College District that um, we're working to replicate in other parts of the county now. It's called the African American Achievement Summit. So one of the findings of our research on opportunity youth is that the, the overall disconnection rate for San Diego County was 9.4% um, in the latest data, but it, for African American youth, it was actually 26.4%. Wow. So one in four black youth is neither working nor in school between ages 16 and 24, and that's too high, too many. We really need to zero in on those young people to help them out. And the San Diego School District sees the, you know, sort of, sort of the seeds for that disconnection later. They see their African American students struggling, either failing, out of high school. either failing to get to graduation or getting to graduation with um, without college readiness, and that just sets them up for struggles in their early adulthood. So. They, um, they started working with us and with the community colleges to, to design this event that was super successful last year. They sent, the um, school district sent all of their African-American seniors and many of their African-American juniors to, um, to City College. That's, that's in, great support. from This is San Diego Unified School it, under yes. Cindy Martin. Yes. Yeah, great program. And it was a culturally um, relevant day where young people were supported in sort of discovering their own identity and purpose and also with really just technical support to make sure that when they graduated from high school in the next few months they were they knew what their next steps were they had all their appropriate forms filled out for community college or college or they had um, specific ideas or had a job secured so that they wouldn't become disconnected on graduation. And how much support there is out there if they know about it and know to ask for it. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of students um, in their evaluations afterwards said it was one of the most powerful things they'd experienced in their whole school career. Yeah, it it was a really wonderful day. There were near-peer mentors, um, so young adults who are African-American who were there for the whole day and worked with groups of students um, as they went through the experiences of the day, and I think that was a powerful part of the event as well. So it's going to be repeated um, this spring, I believe on April 18th. Yeah, the San Diego Workforce Partnership has lots of support groups out there 
for people who are entering the job market, changing it, conflicted, don't know what they want to do, and um, they're, it's free. There's six career centers throughout the county. There so are. They're yeah. close by to wherever people live. And lots of great programs going on. Laura, thanks for, thanks for joining us today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So keep in mind, all these organizations that are out there to help that transition, whether you're a student or, or getting back in the job market after raising your children, um, the African American Summit is a wonderful thing you just heard about. So lots of opportunities out there, especially in this job market right now. So no reason to be at home right now wondering about whether there's work out there or how do I get work. Lots of opportunities out there. And start with the San Diego Workforce Partnership, and they will give you guidance from then on. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you for our next segment.